Let's take this first shot. Let's do it. Shot one. Oh my god. Shot two. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. Shot, shot three. three. See, I'll admit the third one's a little rough. I'm it was a little rough. Don't you do it. My mouth is watering. <laughs> That's the first side. This is three shots in. I'm fucking drunk. Welcome to Three Shots In. I am Jake. I'm Jess. And this is episode 10. It is episode 10. Yes. Good job. Thank you. I'm I'm getting really good at that. Getting really good. Past like four episodes. How many episodes have we recorded now? Like a, a hundred? <laughs> I don't know. It's not quite a hundred actually. I don't think so. We're probably at like 80, 70 something or 80. Well, I'm getting good at it now. Now, now <laughs> you have achieved remembering numbers. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jessica. Yes. So the topic for the night, we'll start off with that. All right. I believe it was dates. Yes. Like I'm taking this chick out on a date. Sure. Or I'm or going on a date. I'm going with this on a guy. date. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Or the unspoken date, which is we're grabbing coffee. Oh, right. You don't want to admit it's a date, but it's a date. Right. We're going to sit down at a restaurant together, but not going to put a label on it, that kind of thing. Yeah, no labels. We're talking about dates, those dates. kinds of dates. And at first, it had no other descriptor. You know, it was just dates and let's just see what happens, you know? But it sounds like you and I both found some pretty negative things. Yeah. When I wrote down the topic on my notes, yeah. I wrote bad dates. I didn't even write dates because, you know. You who, just skipped right past that. Who wants to talk about, you know, a date that went well? Uh-huh. No one. No one cares. Nobody does. Oh, fuck you and your good date. Who wants to hear about that? I don't care. Oh, you kissed? <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, you walked her all the way to her car? Okay. Whatever. <laughs> no, I want to hear the horrible things. There are, there are podcasts for that kind of stuff. Yeah. But they are weak. <laughs> they have the, what is it, what is it? King Joffrey yeah. say? Um, they have the weak hearts of women. <laughs> they have the weak hearts of women. <laughs> yeah, you won't yes, find that here. That is a romance you will never find on this podcast. <laughs> so we're going to talk about some pretty cringy, awful, terrible things. This is second. true. I surprisingly have no death in mine. I oh. think it's one of the, I could probably count on one or two hands, one hand, I think. The episodes that I've done without deaths in them. I've talked about a lot of episodes that have, in a lot of episodes, I have talked about topics that did not involve death. Yeah. A lot of them. No, it's, usually I do a lot of terrible, horrible things. I know. I enjoy it. This episode isn't one of those episodes for me. People do die in mine. Oh, people die in yours? Yeah. No one dies in mine. Okay. Wow. So shots. Uh, I was so excited that Jessica agreed to take the best liquor known to man Jägermeister as our shots tonight. Disgusting. It's so delicious. It's piss. No, it's it's delicious. It's black licorice. Who doesn't like black licorice? I don't. I don't. Yeah, I know. So and the majority of people. I was people, like, most people don't. <laughs> most people in this country. There is one country, though. One Iceland. country we are both aware of. Yes, Iceland, where that is like basically all they know of candy is black licorice and chocolate. And uh, like a th like that thick candy coating that barely has any taste. Remember that? Remember, so we have a half brother in Iceland. His name is Althor, and he will never listen to this podcast. No, he listened to one episode. So fuck him. He's a fucking freak because he eats all that stupid black licorice candy, and it's, it's awful. It's delicious. They brought us 
black licorice, you know, they Iceland did. candy, and <laughs> they, I ate it up. They were trying to be generous, and all I saw was a table covered in black licorice candy, and I wanted to throw Dude, up. Dude, <laughs> I was like, I was like peak fat at that time. I ate <laughs> so many of those candies. It was it was ridiculous. I loved them. And now that well, you're see, saying, like, I was that, also peak fat, and I was furious. <laughs> there was nothing that I could eat. <laughs> like I, I love that you had brought this up because. Uh, like, why does Iceland love black licorice, right? I don't every, know. Every single thing in Iceland, right, is imported. Almost every single thing is imported. They even import fucking ice, okay? Just keep, take that in mind. So all this, everything. It's a known, I don't know that how known of a fact it is, but I thought I had heard that it's an irony people are aware of, that Iceland is greener than Greenland, yeah. which is icier than Iceland. Yes. So, but I wonder if it's because, like, all of the world leaders, you know, got together and were like, hey, we should tell Iceland that like black licorice is the best. So that. And we should just send them just black licorice all the time. We teach him wrong. Yeah. As that joke. As a joke. We're going <laughs> to we're going to tell them this is the greatest thing in the world. They're going to bite it. They're going to eat it up and they're going to buy all of our black licorice so that none of our black licorice companies go out of business. Yeah. Or whatever. That's the only way that that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know about any other country. All I know is that Iceland is probably one of the largest Proponents, is that my using that word correctly? Consumers. Consumer, the largest country, like nationwide, black licorice consumers that I am aware of at this time, because that's literally all they know of candy. That's it. It's not candy if it's not black licorice. And it's delicious. I loved the Icelandic candies. So terrible. It was black licorice plain, black licorice with like some powdered sugar, black licorice with salt of all things. Love that. Black licorice covered in chocolate, black licorice coated in a hard candy shell. Uh-huh. Or and black licorice it. and in the middle, like a liquidy chocolate. It was delicious. That's it. it That's great. the only kind of candy they have. Because it's delicious. Terrible. They know what they like. Awful. And it's great. Awful. Anyway, Jägermeister. Delicious. Love it. Terrible. Moving on. Our drinks tonight. That's right. Tonight, I crafted my own cocktail. It is called the Senora Maron. And that translates uh, to the brown lady. And it's fantastic. Well done. Yes. Thank it you. It is delicious. Thank you. I'm almost it's, done with mine. We're just, I, we just I am started. almost done. Yeah. Uh, it's a mix between a, a tequila sour and a tequila old fashioned. Mm -hmm. So I, I just combined some of those things. And technically it's not a legitimate tequila sour or tequila old fashioned because, you know, I make do with what we have. So that's why I had to give it a whole new name. Meaning there are no egg whites in this? There are no egg whites. There are, uh, I used orange Angostura bitters instead of regular. There's no. Why? We had both. I know. I just thought the orange might be nicer. Well, you were right. This Thank is, del it's delicious. Whatever yeah. you did. Uh, there's no, you know, maraschino cherry. We didn't muddle any sugar in this. We just used simple syrup, but it's really good. It's really good. Fantastic. And if you would like the recipe to that, Jacob actually. Uh, walks you through that on our Instagram live, which is saved on our Instagram account. So go ahead and visit three shots in podcast on Instagram and you can watch that. Yeah. It's the one from March 11th. Yes. Oh, so, that's important. Just, just so you're aware. Right. <laughs> Cause we I have always a lot of forget them. that people are listening like way behind. It's very rare that people are listening to the podcast as they're coming out. Yeah. So, even yeah. our, even our own father, he'll send me comments about episodes, like the episode he's on. He confuses the shit out of me. And I have no idea what he's talking he's about. Like, oh, that was so funny. You talked about, you talked about that person in the hockey puck. And I'm like, homie, what the fuck? 
<laughs> and then he's like, remember the episode you talked about this? And I'm like, yeah, like a year ago. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're going to talk about this soon. We have an, a meeting scheduled. I'm sure you're yes. aware. Yes, we do. Where we will probably have to record something for our first episode because I'm noticing a lot of people, the majority of people who find us on accident, which is how people find us because we don't know how to market ourselves. We'll figure it out though. Um, anyone who finds us is jumping to episode one. That's a rough episode. It is a rough episode. So we'll yeah. have to record something first and be like, oh, hey, so you decided to start from here, you know? Yeah, I think that'll be fun. Exactly. That'll be fun. You know, we can probably do that tonight. You think so? I think so. Okay. I'm gonna write it down. Do it. I'm writing it down. Do it though in a way that makes sense and not like your normal notes. What do you mean? Well, your normal notes don't make any sense because you're writing them drunk. What does that say? I can't even read it. It's too feminine. I'm reading it from upside down and your 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 cursive is too swishy. Uh, I put record new open episode one great intro. See, I mean, that's pretty that's pretty good. Well done. I know. But one time you put children in like chains. Why something? Look, when I am drunk and I take notes, I am like not only is it shorthand, but it's like short thought as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way to okay. explain it. Yeah. So you got you got all these factors playing a role there. Right. Well, I it was it's really on me for asking you to be the podcast scribe. Yes. While you're drunk. Yes, I am. I am the scribe. I've, I've scribed everything that we've done. Yes. So you're welcome. You've scribbled. Yeah, I have like 12 different notebooks, so it would it would be a bitch to kind of get this all together to put it in order. But, but we do have it there. But we got it all. If we need it. <laughs> One of them is, you know, stained with like wine or some shit. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. I did. <laughs> I did lose about at least four. Like half five a notebook. Episodes. <laughs> of scribe because I, I spilled Dr. Pepper. Um, was it Dr. Pepper? <laughs> it was, it was grape Dr. Pepper. <laughs> oh my God. It was horrible. That's why it spilled. <laughs> it tasted so bad. I thought I was being neat. Well, no, in one of those was, little, like, you know, those little like you, freestyle cook machines. And I was like, Oh, I want some grape Dr. Pepper. <laughs> That's fucking disgusting. It first of all, <laughs> it was so bad. All I remember is that we recorded one night and woke up the next morning. I felt hungover. I feel like I remember that. And the like one whole quarter of our table was covered in sticky soda. And there was your notebook with right the, it, in it. with its like like swollen squiggly pages. Like thank God the notebook was there. Otherwise <laughs> our carpet would have been soaked in grape Dr. Pepper. So my notebook, you know, took one for the team and absorbed 90% of the liquid, but we lost a lot of notes. Well, it, I mean, the punishment fits the crime. We, and you know what's even funnier? What? That night, I don't know if you recall this, that night we had sat down and spent a solid hour writing wheel spin ideas. Oh my God, I do remember we that. Had, we had, two we had at a, least a hundred. Two and a half pages front and back of wheel spin ideas. And they're gone. They were just soaked mm -hmm. through and we were drunk, so we don't remember them and they're gone and we'll never get them two back. Two and a half pages of not just wheel spin ideas, wheel, wheel spin ideas in two columns per page. There was a lot. It was a there. lot of time. We spent like two hours on that. Yeah. It was Great. a long time. Yeah. Well, but enough about the sad, you know, letdowns of our life. And also, you know, the moral of the story, which is never to drink grape Dr. Pepper. Yeah, don't do it. It's not good. It will betray you. It's not good. It was, I was at a, a Five Guys 
and they had one of those Coke freestyle machines. And they went out of business here in Tyler. I know they're gone. Isn't it's really that so sad. sad. It's really sad. I really liked Five Guys. Yeah, but I heard that they might put an in and out there. So fuck them. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope like, they do that. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right. Well, it's time for the life updates. It is weekly life updates. Ten words or less. You can go first this time. All right. All right. Let me do some thinking, and then I'll hit you. Recently started doing something terrible. Body feels great. Hate myself. <laughs> so it <laughs> sounds like words. something very bittersweet has happened to you. Something recently. very bittersweet. Um, I recently, uh, me, not only did me and Danny start like walking every day, so we walk like a, we have like a two mile like walk that we'll do, mm-hmm. but I also started uh, running. Oh, yes, because it is a, a simple workout. I don't have to think. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Takes 15, 20 minutes, and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. But God damn, it's horrible. Here I was thinking there were no hills in Tyler. False. They're all next to my house because <laughs> I run up and down them and they're ass. Yeah. It's horrible. Uh-huh. I hate it. Yes. Uh, but, you know, my legs are very muscular now. Mm-hmm. So they toned, they toned like really quickly. Yeah. I was really excited about that. Uh huh. Um, and because of the hills, um, instead of my butt getting flatter, right, which is already kind of flat, you know what I mean? Right. Pretty flat butt, a little mm-hmm. pancake back here. Uh, it's been getting a little bigger, which is kind of fun. Oh, nice. Yeah. I have some cushion when I sit now. It's not just my, like, uh, but your my hip, little hip bones. Your like pelvis. S- yes, yeah, stabbing down into the <laughs> chair. So it's it's pretty sweet. Okay. Yeah, I hate it, though. Uh, so far, sense. I've been running and I listen to, you know, whatever podcast, because I don't I don't feel like running to music is, like, my thing. Okay. I just can't do it. It bores me. I prefer uh, when I work out corn, disturbed, Rob Zombie, you know, five finger death punch. Okay. That kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, there are those freaks out there, though, that listen to classical music while they work out. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Hideous. You know who you are. If you're listening to this right now, you're disgusting. TJ. It's probably TJ. Probably. Disgusting. Anyway, but yeah. So how about you? So I'm excited about future. Been working out with jump rope. I really can't think of a 10th word. Just say bam or something. Boom. Boom. <laughs> there it is. Mic drop. Um, I So Terry and I started going to the gym again. We've been going, well, I mean, off and on for a while, but con- more consistently the past like two weeks, maybe. And uh, I started jumping rope because I am like you. I hate running. It makes me feel absolutely fucking gross. I hate it. I'm the most miserable physically when I'm running or doing cardio. Yeah. Um, and so I was looking up ways to like achieve the same thing, but in a lot less time. And oh, jump so rope's probably pretty good, honestly. It's fucking intense. And you I- You have one of those weighted ones? Yeah, I do. Oof. I do. Rough. It's like a steel cable that is coated in plastic so that it's still a jump rope. And so that you don't, you know, slice your ankles. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I've been jumping rope with that like twice a week, only for the past two weeks, like I said. Uh But we're really like making a habit out of it. And I feel great in a like bittersweet kind of way. Okay. You know, so I'm working all the things I don't enjoy working that really only cardio can do. And I hate it, but it's over quickly because I, I mean, I've done a lot of research into jump rope and stuff. And apparently like five minutes, like every time you work out 
is the most that they recommend in the beginning because it's so intense. Oh, it's a, in it's, such a small amount of time. I, I would say it's a whole body, but it's not a whole body. It's it's a damn near whole body. You're doing Basically. legs, you're doing core, your back, specifically your lower back, getting a lot of damage in there when you're doing that. We'll see lower um, but and also upper if, back. Also, if it's weighted, mm-hmm. you're getting your you're getting your forearms. You're getting a little bit of bicep, a little bit of tricep in there, a little bit of shoulder. It, it's almost a full body, but focused on, you know, legs, core, back. Well, I mean, let me rephrase. I guess I don't know what weighted, what a weighted jump rope would be. I know that it's a metal cord and it's coated in plastic. Weighted jump rope would be the handles are weighted. Then it's not. And so you're doing this and it's instead of it being just, you know, a quarter of a pound in each yeah. hand, it's, you know, five pounds in each hand. Mm-hmm. Well, then so. it's not that. Okay. But I thought I had found it on Amazon titled weighted, but it's Amazon. So that might not mean it really is what it says. Oh, well, who knows? Maybe the, maybe if the rope itself is weighted is heavier, that that's the same thing. I mean, it's the same amount of weight that you're doing, but But yeah, yeah. me and me, Terry and, um, Sam and our friend may all do it at the gym. We'll jump rope and then we'll lift weights for an hour and a half. Damn. It fucking sucks. Yeah, I bet it does. I fucking hate it. It's so bad. I fucking hate it. And like, you know, I'm talking about running. Like it's, it's been like a week, you know, I ran a couple of times, mm-hmm. you know, but me and Danny have been walking for probably like two or three weeks now. Mm-hmm. So like I got some, got a little bit of practice in a little bit. My lungs did some work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then, you know, mapped out my little route. Uh-huh. It was brutal, brutal. And it was so, it's been so cold too, that like my weak little lungs, they just can't hang, you know? I get all wheezy. I'm like, enjoy it while you can, because it's about to get sticky. I know, and that's what I'm we're gonna about, be running in. We're about to run into mosquito weather. I know. Think I'm gonna I'm gonna way. be running, sweating, fucking off. You know, the bug spray off. You're gonna sweat the. I'm bug gonna be spray. sweating off because the bug repellent is going to leak off of you. Because not only am I gonna spray myself up in that bitch, but I'm gonna be drinking it right so yeah. that it comes out of my pores. Right. So that I'm I'm naturally offed. Right. Yeah. The, only the off will will drip off. The off will be dripped off. Yeah. Of the off. Of your body. There's gonna be off on off. You know what I mean? No. It sounds like there's a second layer of bug repellent. Well, because I'm gonna spray myself too. Sure. There's two you two mediums. I'm gonna spray myself with off. Okay. I'm also gonna be consuming off so that when I You're sweat. Eating it? So yes, yeah, so that when I sweat and instead of it, water cleaning off the off, it replaces it is it. off, replacing the off. <laughs> That's just logic. We're right going to have off on off on off. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. I don't think. Yeah. I, I think I sounded a little retarded there. I don't know what you mean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jessica. Yeah. I'm going to spin the wheel for the first time. Actually. This What? I have to pee so bad. Oh my God. I just go pee real quick. Right. Real Jessica. quick. Real quick. But the wheel. Okay. Now can I spin the wheel? You can. Okay. You didn't even grunt. I feel like that's that wheel's getting harder and harder for people to spin. I well, no, it was pretty easy. It was pretty simple. I mean, I think we didn't we oil it like last week. I did. Oh, well, but yeah. I do most days, and it's still difficult for guests. I think you and I are just getting used to it. My 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 fingertips have become callous. Yes, that's true. So, Jessica, what is your least favorite movie ever made? Hmm. That you watched the whole thing of. Right. I feel like you are. You specifically are expecting me to say Mandy. No, I was not expecting that. Okay. Well, to those of you listening, we just watched a movie called Mandy. And the star of this movie was Nicolas Cage. And if you are experienced 
to listening to this podcast. If you have, you know, several episodes under your belt at this point, you know that I absolutely hate Nicolas Cage. There's no reason for it. No logical reason. And yet it, I cringe just to hear his voice or see his face. Mm -hmm. But I did watch this movie and it was for our patrons that I did. I watched the whole thing and I didn't hate it. No, I didn't hate it. The worst movie I've ever seen. If you want to hear all of our thoughts and opinions about that movie, Mandy, subscribe to us on Patreon because we have a whole episode about it. I have so much to say about it, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have a very strange opinion, very back and forth opinion about that movie. Anyway, the worst movie I have ever seen. No, your least favorite movie ever. Least favorite, least favorite. Because I've seen some horrible things that I love, you know, so what's Mm -hmm. your least favorite? I guess we should have worded this as what is your most hated movie that you've ever seen? The movie I hate the most. I hate it. But you watched the full thing. Okay. Um, This is very controversial. Okay, go on. Please don't get upset at me, those of you who are listening, my beloved listeners. I hated Blood Diamond. Blood Diamond? Blood Diamond. Blood Diamond wasn't terrible. No, it wasn't. It was done very well. But I hate sad movies. It's not entertainment. It is not entertainment to make me feel sad. Like but what, I, about the, what about the CGI tear at the end? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, on the on the woman uh, who was in the labyrinth, but she's older now. Uh, What's the actress's Connelly. name? Connelly. No. Jennifer. Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. So <laughs> they they did CGI tear. On her face. <laughs> I know. I saw it. <laughs> I watched the movie. <laughs> um. So it it wasn't a bad a poorly done like story. The story was fine and all that stuff. Like I understand why people love it, but it, I don't like tragedy. Okay. I don't find that entertaining, especially when it is very rooted in like current events, you know, like realistic happening today type stuff. That's the same reason I won't watch like, what's that one? I don't remember. It's like house of sand and stone or something like that. There are movies out there that are about like people who suffer in realistic ways of from realistic things that are happening today. Okay. I just don't find it entertaining. Huh. That's my only critique. It's just not entertaining. And, and because I, I'm a little, you know, tipsy right now, I can't really think super deep into my memories to find like a movie I thought was just done really badly. Okay. Blood Diamond wasn't a bad movie, but I hated it because it made me sad. I feel you. And I, I thought I will avoid sad movies as much as I can. I was thinking that you were going to say another Leonardo DiCaprio movie. I thought you were going to say The Departed. Because I have no idea how that movie went. <laughs> you didn't watch it. I fell asleep. Oh my God. I love that movie. I thought it was fucking boring. So good. <laughs> so good. Anyway, um, for me, if you thought yours was controversial, mine is going to be very Controversial. Was it Brokeback Mountain? No, no, oh. no, no. I fucking love that one. Oh my God. <laughs> I actually haven't seen it. So I've never I, seen it either. I have, no, <laughs> I have no opinion. No idea. All I know is they're making a Brokeback, you know. A sequel? Mountain. mountain a second Brokeback? Yeah, but it's going to be uh, with Margot Robbie and Emma Watson this time. Oh, really? A lesbian? It's lesbians. Uh, a Lebanon movie. Yeah. Now, mind you, that, that, has, that rumor has been around for like a couple years now, so we'll see. But anyway, who, who, who knows? Anyway, uh, this would be a very controversial answer because this movie was so highly rated okay. and so highly spoken of, but I fucking hated it. Okay. Get out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, no, I, I almost said that. I love Jordan Peele. But there was 
there was a part of the movie I remember specifically loving, whereas with Blood Diamond, I remember there being nothing about it I loved. Well, no. Oh, okay. I feel you. Now, with Get Out, right, like the first half of the movie, I was in. I was hooked. It was awesome. And then out of nowhere, we have, you know, brain-swapping sci-fi bullshit. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, sorry. It's been out for a few years now, so this is really your problem yeah. more than it is ours. But we're about to talk about a lot of spoilers with Get Out. So if you haven't seen it, pause this and go watch it or something and stop complaining and then come back and, you know, finish yeah. the rest of it. Or don't episode. watch it because it sucks. <laughs> or whatever. So, yeah, like it turns into this. It went from horror to sci-fi to bullshit B-rated fucking lame straight to TV movie. And it was awful. You were absolutely I hated. The second half was so bad that it made me hate the first half now. I hated I, that I watched that. I completely understand. Get Out is a movie I was very angry about the first time I watched it because it just isn't common that you find a movie that starts out like like an I mean, I I haven't I don't think I've ever heard someone use the phrase the term e a rated for a movie. But that's what I thought of it. Yeah. It was great. It had all this mystery and there was this like subtle dread, yeah. you know? It was spooky. And then, there was yeah. all this like unspoken racism. Yes, yes, and, yes. Yeah. And I was so like, I was into it. And I was like, oh God, like this is terrifying. Where is this going? I, I like, I'm terrified to find out what the, the secret is. And then you find out what the secret is. And it turns, it, it like the twist is that this isn't actually a good movie. It's a B-rated cheesy horror flick. Yeah. And I just didn't care for that twist. I felt um, that it was just, I don't know, the promise of like a well thought out plot. And then it turned into a kind of cheesy. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like buying tickets to watch The Conjuring for the first time. Mm -hmm. And instead you're watching Jeepers Creepers three. Yeah. You know what I yes. mean? Yes, I do. Um, it's like like it started off as something, you know, critically acclaimed. And the first part of the movie, you were like, oh, my God, I can totally see it. Mm -hmm. I see the symbolism. Well done. Well done. Good actors. Good dialogue. And then halfway through, it goes from all of that to like the sequel of Friday the 13th, where Jason is in space. Oh, Jason X. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you're like, um, that wasn't a good twist. Um, first of all, that movie's awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is not my least favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's how I felt about Get Out. And I'm just trying to say that I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Least favorite movie ever. Disgusting. Disgusting. I haven't watched any of the other Jordan Peele movies because that one put such a sour taste in my mouth. But I've also heard good things about the next one that he the did. The alien one. Maybe. I don't know. Is it the one like with- Like us or we or whatever. Oh, no. Us is, I actually have no idea what that one's about. I have no idea either. The one he's coming out with re more recently or soon- I don't know that it's out now. I've been seeing a bunch of trailers of it, though. It has, um, damn, I don't remember the actress's name. She was the voice of the main character in Proud Family. Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer. Um, it's, I don't know. It's basically an alien horror flick. Yeah. It it looks cool to me. Maybe. I hope it pays off. I, I need to watch his other one, right? Us. I need to watch Us because, like I said, Get Out just put such a sour taste in my mouth. That like I, it made me just have no like very, very low yes. expectations and hopes for any Jordan Peele movie. Ever. I was very bummed out about that. There was a very great scene. That's why it's not my worst 
There was a scene in Get Out that stuck with me. It was very well done horror. The hypnotized? Yes. It was the, so, you know, the, I mean, very basic. The premise of Get Out is that a boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, the girlfriend takes her boyfriend to go and meet her family. They're a rich white family who have a history of like slave ownership and being racist. (laughs) Yeah. Or, you know, just not even a history are currently racist today. And he's obviously super nervous about it. And she just seems to not care, you know, like, fuck them. Who cares? You know, I love you. And it's sweet at first. Um, So they he goes and he meets their family. And there's all this like very well done, subtle, like just dread. You know, that's the only way to describe it. It's it's worked up as like you don't know what you're scared of, but you are terrified as to like what the answer for all this weirdness is. All that to say the mother of the family, the mother of the girlfriend is this like professional world renowned psychiatrist slash hypnotist. And so she has all these little ways, all these little things that she'll do when she's talking to you to hypnotize you, to get you to forcibly tell the truth basically. And there's this scene where she tricks the boyfriend into telling the truth, the main character into telling the truth and not just the truth, but diving deep into like the most traumatizing moment of his entire life. And it got me. I thought that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Such a well done scene. And that's why that's not the worst movie for me. But then they took it out back and blew its head off. They with did. The 12 gauge. They did. They, um, they sacrificed it. Yeah. For what reason? I really don't know. Her character was absolutely wasted away. That was the best scene. And then she was gone and wasn't significant anymore. Don't know why. Ass. Ass. It was ass. It was ass. But movies that their goal is to make me feel sad. Yeah. Any tragedy, really. The best friend cop was funny. Yeah. In Get Out, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had glasses. Yeah. Ha. I said Blood Diamond, though, because it is not entertaining to me to show me real sadness and make me feel sad about it. Well, I, I, I have I, a list of movies that you shouldn't watch. I already do. Yeah. So. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's time for me to jump into to my little part here. Okay. So, dates. Yes. I specifically thought we were talking about bad dates, right? Which, okay. of course, we are because good dates are lame as shit. Not like the edible kind? Oh, no, 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 not not the edible dates. Okay. Although, maybe you could say that. <laughs> you can't. That's oh. not what this is. Okay. So, anyway, I found some stories, and I'm going to talk about some first dates that went awry. All right. Okay. So... There's a woman. She went on a Tinder date, okay, on a Sunday afternoon. She met with a man around three o'clock. He had a lot of positive energy. He was funny. He complimented her. Oh. She was she was feeling great. Okay. Right? This was this was going extremely well. That sounds great. Uh, they were gonna go eat at a specific place, but apparently there was a long wait time, and so they oh. decided, okay, fuck that. Let's go somewhere else where we can sit down and keep talking and have fun. And so they went to another restaurant, like down the street. Um, I'm assuming they're in some sort of beach town. It was like on the water type of thing. And when they get there, uh, they thought, you know, okay, let's, we're not gonna eat dinner or anything. Like we'll just, we'll have some drinks, we'll order some appetizers and we'll call it that, you know? So they ordered some Mai Tais. Now- What, are, what is that again? A Mai Tai. Is that a drink? It's a type of cocktail. Um, I don't really know what's in it, if I'm being honest. Okay. See, that's I think it's the, kind of like a jungle juice type of thing. Okay. The extent of my knowledge is that it's a drink, but I don't know anything else. Yeah. It sounds tropical. 
Well, all you need to know is that the Mai Tais at this specific restaurant mm -hmm. are so strong that they have a firm two Mai Tai per person limit. Wow. Yes. These drinks are strong. Okay. So they both order one. As she is drinking hers, right, she very noticeably is like, wow, this is really strong. Mm -hmm. And in the time that she finished hers, he had finished three. What? He surpassed the limit. He found- He drank her second? No, he drank two with one bartender and then talked to another bartender to order another one. Wow. So he snuck his way into a third. So homie is just slamming these Mai Tais, okay? Now, he was getting drunker and drunker and started showing his ass, okay? He started- Oh, oh no. <laughs> he started telling this woman how much he loved her. Ooh. At first, he was, it seemed like he was joking, right? And she thought, oh, I'll just laugh this off. And she told him, you know, like, hey, maybe we should take it slow. Like, we just met each other. You know, it's our first date. Let's chill. Maybe, I know you're feeling good, but. Maybe, maybe you had too many Mai Tais. That's the Mai Tai. Those are the Mai Tais talking. Yes. Um, and he got pissed. Oh. He just expressed his love and she didn't feel the same way. Bitch. So he was pissed and he stormed off and he left. She followed him outside like, hey, man, what the hell? And he left, was gone. Wow. Now, I don't know if he drove away or if he just walked away or whatever. Hopefully he didn't drive away. Hopefully not. Anyway, so he left her there and she thought, wow, now I have to go home. So she was on her way home when she started getting text messages because he got home. Oh. And she started receiving text messages. He was left alone with his when, thoughts. With his thoughts. That's right. So now, right, the night's, the night's over. They're both already home. It's 5 p.m. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just so you're aware, it is now 5 Wait, p.m. Wait, when did they go to dinner? Three o'clock. They didn't go to dinner. They were just going to get appetizers. They were just getting appetizers. He's an idiot. Yes. He's getting that drunk. Pounding my dice. <laughs> so it's 5 p.m. They're both at home now. Doesn't that kind of make you feel bad for him? Like maybe he was going through it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, whatever. Anyway. Anyway, so he was texting her like, hey, come over. I miss you. I'm so sorry. I love you. No, no. All of these things. Don't do that, Mai Tai guy. So yeah, Mai Tai guy. So she, you know, told him like, hey, we should just be friends. Like this is never going to be a thing. That really didn't go well, dude. I'm not excited to do it again. That's right. And so she decided that never on Tinder was she going to match with another 43 year old. Whoa. <laughs> How old was she? I don't know. Did it didn't it say? say. It didn't say. <laughs> but this is this is a full grown man. Aww. He is middle aged, <laughs> and he is he is at home wasted before five p.m. Senor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was fun. Oh boy, that was that was fun. That was a good uh, soft open. Okay. Into what we have here. Uh oh. So this next one, uh, I, I I tried to find a theme here of specifically like dating app. Yeah. You know catastrophes that went down. Okay. So there's this guy and he matched with a girl on Tinder and they decided to go out for a lunch date. They had a great connection. They were, the entire lunch, they just had a, they were talking the whole time, had a, had a blast. Right. So they decided to actually go to dinner as well. Oh. Right, so this date went on forever. Okay. Turned into dinner, after dinner, they had a few drinks. After some drinks, they ended up back at his place. Oh, I see. Where shenanigans went down. I understand. After the shenanigans, though, they cuddled and went to sleep. Right? Oh, this is sweet. This, this is perfect. This is a perfect first date. Okay. Right? I mean, I, okay. 
Okay. Sure. This is this is exactly what you want in a first date. All right. Know? Whatever you say. So it's the middle of the night, mm. and he wakes up and he sees her at the foot of the bed. Ew. And just her head, she's crouched down. Ew. What? And she's staring intensely at him. Okay. Now he's weirded out. There's this well, woman yeah. that I just slept with is now crouched at the foot of the bed, staring at me, looking very serious. And so he asked her like, hey, is is everything all right? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, yeah, it's fine. And she moved and she got back into bed. She uncrouched. <laughs> and so he thought like, okay, this is creepy, right? <laughs> but whatever, you know. Go back to sleep, I maybe, guess. <laughs> maybe she's a sleepwalker, I don't know, <laughs> you know? God. You know, he was just rolling with it. Sure. So she lays down and she starts cuddling with him and he notices that she's a little wet. What? And so he was thinking like, oh damn. Like she thought that I was so good in the sack. She is still wet. Okay. Right? And so, so he was flattered by Oh, this. he was flattered, loved it. Okay. Um, didn't think much of it, went to sleep, you know, feeling super confident. So in the morning, he wakes up and she's gone. Ah. She left. Okay. And I mean, she must have been very, very, you know, wet downstairs uh, because there was a puddle in his bed. A puddle? There was a puddle. Not just a wet spot. No. A there puddle. Was a puddle. All right. Because she peed on his floor. <laughs> <laughs> he woke up and she was peeing. He woke up and saw her staring at him while she was peeing on his floor. <laughs> he said that he has, he doesn't understand <laughs> why she peed on his floor. <laughs> she got he said that he has a bathroom in his house. <laughs> he thinks maybe she got lost <laughs> and she just couldn't hold it anymore. <laughs> um, she never contacted him again. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is a wild time. <laughs> Yeah, he caught her peeing and she was probably staring at him, hoping like, please don't wake up. Please don't wake up. <laughs> Thanks for the dick. <laughs> Gonna pee. <laughs> but then she got back in bed and cuddled with him. <laughs> Ew, but like still with pee on her. She, but then there was a puddle in the bed, which means she probably kept peeing. <laughs> she really had to pee. Maybe she had a Mai Tai or two. It hit her late. Hey, sh Wait, I thought the Mai Tai was this fir the first one. It was. One. It was a different story, <laughs> okay. but I'm just, yeah. Well, she really should have spent much more time looking for the bathroom. Probably. Or maybe, you know, <laughs> pee, pee somewhere else, you know? Go, go in the go living on, room and pee. <laughs> <laughs> pee in the kitchen. Go to the bathroom. Use a paper towel. Like, there's at least, like, if he'd woken up and the puddle had been in a ring around the toilet... It'd have been like, oh, she tried. Yeah, she tried. Oh. She found it. She tried. Yeah. But I, I, don't, I have no idea. I have no idea why of all the places she could have peed, the foot, <laughs> of the, the foot of the bed was not the place. She just, <laughs> I imagine she woke up and had to pee so bad that there was just, there was no room for exploration. She got seven feet away and thought, oh shit, it's, <laughs> it's here. <laughs> it's happening. Right now. <laughs> all right. So moving on. Oh, Okay. <laughs> We're back to Tinder. Oh, great. Okay. I this, have a, I have a couple okay Cupid stories. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. That's even better because those are middle-aged people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so we're back on Tinder. We're a girl this time. And 
she Wait, was the last one a guy? Oh, was, the guy. guy. He, Sorry, I thought that the the pisser was a guy. No, no, the pisser was a girl. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's why she was squatting. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we're a girl this time, and we're we matched with a man on Tinder. Mm-hmm. They went to a movie date. Fun. Things went well. Nice. They went back to her place. Um, she named him Dude. Okay. So we're gonna call him from now on, Dude. So. She told him that they could hang for a while, but she worked in the morning, and so she would need to go to sleep soon. He said that was fine, but he was hungry, and he asked if she was hungry, and she said no. He's like, well, do you mind if I order food? And she said, that's fine. So he ordered some food, and she thought, didn't think anything of it. Uh, food gets there, and he ordered from a place called Potbelly. Okay. It's like a- like a Sounds like a barbecue place. A, it's a Subway place, like a, like subs, sub sandwiches. Oh, okay. So he ordered two large subs and a milkshake, and he ate it all. Okay. Okay. So after the pot belly, I guess something went right because they started getting a little getting a little busy. Yeah, a little freaky. A little freaky. Okay. And they fall asleep in bed together, and now she wakes up because her dogs are barking a lot. You mean like her feet are sore? No, no. Real she dogs. Has, she has animals. Actual dogs they're are dogs, barking. Okay. And they're, they're barking. Okay. And she's like, why are my dogs barking at 1 a.m.? And then she hears her front door opening and closing. Okay. Not rapidly, but, you know, more times than it should at 1 in the morning. More times? Like more than one time? Oh, it was more than once. What? Yeah. And so she's thinking like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Because it was over the course of about five minutes, the front door was just open, close, open, close, open, close. And she's like, what the fuck? Okay. You know, so she gets out of bed and she, you know, is going to her front door and she makes eye contact with him. He's in a squatting position over her toilet and he has a stick in his hand. A stick? A stick, like from a branch, (laughs) a stick. And he is using this stick and he's poking it in murky brown poopy water. (laughs) (laughs) And it is on the brink of overflowing into her into her floor in her bathroom. So he is embarrassed now and he's yes. horrified and he yells at her, stop looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to bed. I have it under control. <laughs> she's half asleep. <laughs> and she she's trying to understand what's going on. Cause she's seeing this man use a stick. She must have been horrified. And and she she's has no idea. So she said that she began like nervous laughing. Like okay. Like and and right. she didn't know what else to do. And he yelled at her, "Why don't you have a plunger?" <laughs> <laughs> and she said that she told him, "I never needed one." Why shits are normal size. So then he tells her, "Just go back to bed. I have it under control." And she says that she remembers hearing him peek <laughs> to her room later, right? She was she just went back to bed. Okay. And she heard him like open her bedroom door and peek back in. And all she heard was, I fixed it. <laughs> and then she heard him leave and the front door closed behind him. So the next morning, she she approaches her toilet and she finds that the water is in fact down. Yes. Okay. Okay. But she sees something poking out from the bottom of the toilet. Like he didn't quite get it all, you know? Okay, all right. So she put on some gloves and she inspected a little more and she understood that she was looking at a stick. Not a a turd. Nope, it was a stick. Okay. So 
She used some gloves, some towels, and some barbecue tongs. (laughs) (laughs) And she pulled out approximately three feet of stick. Three feet? (laughs) From the toilet that had broke off, followed by several other stick fragments. She said that dude must have broken several sticks. She heard her front door open and closing as much because he must have been going outside to look for more sticks. She didn't just have a plunger. So he would use a stick. It would break. So he would go back out to get another one. And that continued Uh, just a, you know, cherry on top of it all. He left uh, drippy, poopy water stains all over her bathroom floor. That's right. So I'm not going to lie. I'd call him back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't know if she did or not. It didn't say, but she said after work that day on her way home, she purchased a plunger. So makes a lot more sense. Lesson yeah. learned. <laughs> yes. If you're going to be having men in the house, that's a necessity. Yeah. So, you know, for me personally, I'm not one of those, you know, feminine poopers. No, you got some fat turds. I got some fat turds, burrito <laughs> size poopies. Yeah. I need my plunger. Okay. <laughs> Just in case, you I know, mean, look, look, you we, run into a bad day. We've all been there. Yeah. Right? I, I, in my house, I have used my plunger once. Okay. It was, it was a deuce. I think I've used a plunger for myself maybe three times my whole life. My whole life, probably about five. Like not many times, but. Okay. Maybe, maybe that much. I just, I, I could be not remembering. Did you ever hear that Only story? Only three ever stand out. Did you ever hear that story about the kid who went to his friend's house and asked his whole family where, where the poop scissors were? The poop knife. The poop knife. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I do. If you don't know that, Google it. It's fun, fucking funny. Google f- poop knife. Poop knife. <laughs> Google or DuckDuckGo poop knife. Yes. I, I, I've been using DuckDuckGo, by the way. I like it. Yeah. Fuck Google. Fuck you, Google. Except maybe not because the algorithm on Google is going to get us more attention. So, so like, fuck you, Th- but like, thanks, we still love you. Thanks, Google. Anyway, the last one. So we are going to be a woman again. Okay. Okay. I can, I can relate. Yes. To that. I'm glad. It'll help. So during her college years, right, she has this one memory that sticks out above all others. Okay. This is what she refers to as the most horrific dating experience of her life. Okay. So, you know, standard college hookup. Okay. They met at a party. They drank sweet mixed cocktails together. Delicious. They passionately made out in front of all of their friends. Oh my gosh. Uh Uh-huh. Scandal. And then wordlessly, she led him back to her room, her dorm room. Ah. It was a tiny dorm room. Okay. Her and one of the roommate. They made love in her tiny twin bed. Okay. Been there. Right. And they went to sleep. Okay. So the next morning, she wakes up and... She feels really excited, right? Because he's still over there next to her. And she's had a crush on this guy for a while. Wow. A while. Dream come true, it sounds like. She thinks he's the cutest dude ever. She saw him for the first time in the library, saw him countless more times in the dining hall, and they had spoken. He made her laugh all the time. It was just great. She was so excited that he was still there. Match made in heaven. Yes. So she rolled over to, you know, they're in a twin bed. Cuddle. So, so she rolls over, right? And kind of touch him a little bit, you know, maybe, maybe a little morning freaky, I don't know. And his back was to her. And so she was smiling because she's looking at his, you know, naked back and she sees all of these freckles. And she's like, oh my God, these freckles are so cute. And she was looking at his shoulder, which she noticed was moving. It's making this weird jerking motion. Is he? And then another. And so she thought, wow, I must be dreaming right? Because this doesn't make sense. I'm confused. 
And so then she realized, oh no, this isn't a dream because this is real life. And this super cute guy that I just hooked up with is now, now furiously masturbating into one of my pillowcases. Into the pillowcase? Into her pillowcase. Why? So she screams, no. <laughs> she, she screams, no, she just washed those pillowcases. She just washed them. And now he's jacking off into what it. What a stupid place to do that. So she screamed and he screamed because he was scared. <laughs> he, he flipped over and she saw the sheer horror in his eyes. <laughs> then silence. <laughs> After what seemed like the longest moment of silence that she's ever experienced, he quietly got off the bed, he put on his clothes, he left the room while turning and mumbly, mumbling, sorry, and then leaving. Um, her pillowcase was balled up next to her. To her relief, it was dry. Thank God. So she caught him before he finished. Thanks. <laughs> and she never spoke to him again. But every time she saw him after that, because mind you, they saw each other all the time. Uh, all that she could recall was them screaming in unison. <laughs> um, and she said that it would make her chuckle and it would also kind of piss her off every time because she had to buy new pillowcases and Even they're not they cheap. Even though they were dry? It was dry. Well, still, she bought new pillowcases. They grossed her out? They grossed her out. Okay. I mean, you know, pillowcases, man, you couldn't just gone to the bathroom? Uh, it's a dorm. I'm assuming they have like, you know, a big public bathroom in the middle. I know, but they have toilets and stuff. Like, you didn't have to go all the way to the shower. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever, you know. I mean, that's your fault. Yeah. Because you did it right there in bed next to her. Mm-hmm. After they just hooked up. Which they just, like, they just he, fucked. He, like, he didn't finish or, like, he needed to, to do it a second time? I don't know. Either way, I would have called him back. <laughs> <laughs> why do you? Why are you calling all of them back? Because that's not a deal breaker for me. Well, are you calling back the pisser? It's funny. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's funny. God. Yeah, they never spoke again. That was it. <laughs> that was that. Uh, that's the end. That is it. Those are my first date experiences. Well done. Thank you. Those were great. Thank you. <laughs> Ooh, she's super wet still. <laughs> I must still got it. Yeah. Little did he know, it was piss. It was all piss. <laughs> <laughs> all of it. Nice. God. All well. Right. Well, I, I think it's a good it's a good time for a break. Good time to go to break. We have full drinks, but I think I need to pee. So okay, I'm I'm empty, so I have to you know refill my pee tank. Oh okay. By drinking more of this cocktail, you mean? Hold on, I'm making piss. Did we come up with a name? You had Senora Marone for the tequila version, and I'm mm -hmm. drinking now the whiskey version. So what's this called now? Um, well, if it's whiskey, I'm thinking you know, well yours is Canadian whiskey, so. Brown lady, eh? His brown lady, eh? <laughs> you know, maybe something like that. Maybe. Uh, mine has, you know, American bourbon whiskey. So. We'd call that. I don't know. The, the, I don't know, leathery cowgirl. Okay. Maybe. The, the Carrie Underwood lady. Carrying Underwood. Miranda Lambert. It yeah. is, it is called the Miranda Fuck Lambert. Yeah, perfect. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> So Amazon did this thing. Okay. You know, they had that show, The Boys. Yeah. It's really great. We love it. Mm-hmm. Well, they made an animated series. 
Diabolical. Diabolical. Yeah. I know that you know it because we watched it together. We did. And what the fuck? It was pretty bad. It was ass. It was ass. entertaining at all. No, we didn't. Now, mind you, we only watched the first episode. Right. But Jesus Christ, it was like watching like a 1990s Looney Tunes, which is fine when you're a kid. They mixed in their own little twist on it, and it was gorier than like you'd expect a Looney Tunes cartoon to be. Mm -hmm. But it was boring. It was fucking lame, and it went on forever. It just kept going. Oh, my God. Like, they stretched a cartoon that, in real Looney Tunes, like, a real 90s cartoon. It would have That would have been a five-minute segment, and that, then it would have went, it screen been, would have went yes. black with a little circle, whoop, mm-hmm. and then another another little tune would have started. And they just stretched it. It had to be 20 to 30 minutes long. Yeah. It was rough. It was not okay. Rough. Very poorly done. So, if you watched... The, like the entirety of Diabolical and you're like, oh, you guys are fools. You needed to keep watching because it's so much better. Like, let us know. Because otherwise, I'll never open that bitch again. I was very disappointed by what I saw. I don't know if we talked about this yet, but I tell you that I watched that movie, Nobody. No. With Bob Odenkirk. Mm-mm, I don't know who that is. Um, He's the Better Call Saul guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he did like a John Wick style movie. I remember it now. Now that you reminded who reminded me who the actor is, Terry uh-huh. saw the movie and loved it. Yeah, it was an awesome movie. Yeah, I thought it was so much fun. Mind you, it, you know, not a great movie. It's not going to win any awards, but it was so much fun and just mayhem and awesomeness the throughout the entire thing. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I had a blast. And then the credits and Uh-oh. something horrible happened. What was it? So I was looking at the credits. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm getting a little choked up. <clears throat> okay. I saw something. Take your time. Take I saw your time. something. Okay. One of the executive producers. Was it an actor? It was It was an actor. A white one? A white actor. A male? Yes. Okay. What Did he play a Spider-Man at one point? Yes. It was Toby. <laughs> Toby McGuire produced it. And I hate that he produced something that I loved. <laughs> I hate it. You resent that you loved it? Yes. And his name was on it? His name is attached. He made money. I watched that movie and he profited. Awful. I feel disgusting. And yet? I feel used. You'd probably buy that movie though, huh? No. No? Now I won't. (laughs) I'll buy John Wick Parabellum four times before I buy Nobody. Ew. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Gross. Yeah. And that movie sucked. (laughs) So. Is that the one where Halle Berry has Uh, like the trained dogs? Yeah, it's got the weird dog, the weird CGI dogs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Were they CGI? They were CGI'd when they were fucking like jumping from roof to roof killing people. Well, like they weren't even killing people. Like, why were there dog like ramps specifically? I don't know. In like really convenient places. They weren't at her home. They were at the other Russian dudes. At a place she'd ne- apparently never been before. Never been. Yeah. So stupid. Well, anyway, Toby Maguire, huh? He yeah. had a hand in nobody. Yeah. He had his dirty little, dirty little hands. His dirty, sticky, all webby, up in nobody. Webby, webby hands. It was gross. Fuck that guy. I still want to see it. I really he ruined Gatsby. The enchanted lives of a couple in a secluded forest are brutally shattered by a nightmarish hippie cult and their demon biker henchmen, propelling a man into a spiraling, surreal rampage of vengeance. Demon bikers. Yeah, that, that's the movie Mandy. Sounds interesting, right? Yes. We've got demon bikers. We've got hippie cults. We've got Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage That was is left in there. out. He was in there, though. Yeah, and he was there. And that movie 
has a lot to talk about. I have a lot to say. Now, uh, you sitting here at home listening think, oh, I might watch that movie. It's two hours long. Are you going to watch that movie? Because I don't think you are. But you probably want to know all about it. Oh, you want to stream it? You can't. You got to rent it. It's five bucks on Amazon. Okay. Are you really going to watch it? No. You know what else is five bucks? Our Patreon. That's right. For five dollars, you can go on Patreon. Subscribe to us where you can listen to me and Jess talk about this movie. We have a lot to say. Review many different movies, actually, not just Mandy. No, we've talked about we've talked about Malignant, talked about Antlers, mm-hmm. now Mandy, and next week, who knows? It could be anything else. Who even knows what the next week is? Who knows? Is you know, it be. could be you know Jason X. It could. I don't be. know. Could be anything. It's awesome. You should listen to it. Three Shot Cinema, Patreon exclusive. If you're not there, you're square. Damn, that was lame. No, no, good job. Yeah, you liked it? I did. Thanks. Fucking squares. (laughs) Yeah. Join us on Patreon, dicks. So we're done with the break. Over. Done. And let's uh, let's spin this wheel a second time. I will spin it this time. Oh. And what did I land on? You landed on who has the most punchable face. And then we have a little asterisk here. Jessica, you cannot say Nicolas Cage. And Jake cannot say Tobey Maguire. Hmm. So there's a little, you know, it's fair. Okay. Right? Because we want to punch them a lot. Yeah. So who has the second most punchable face? Um, hmm. I got three off the top of my head. Well, I can think of faces that are punchable, but like. Like the most punchable? The top? That's difficult for me. You you seem to have someone in mind though. I think so. Go ahead. So, you know, right off the top, I can think of, like I said, like a bunch of names, a bunch of people that have just punchable faces. But I think the most punchable face, it's gonna be Pete Davidson, Jessica. It's gonna be Pete. I understand. I'm gonna punch him in his face. I don't disagree. He is so punchable mm-hmm. and I will drop his little skinny ass down on the floor. Yes. I'm not a fighter. Right. right, Okay. I would say, I would say, you know, seven out of 10 times I get my ass kicked. All right. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about Pete. (laughs) I'm not worried at all. Okay. You just want, I'm just gonna punch him in his face. Number one, because it's punchable. Number two, because he did Kate Beckinsale and that's just, I'm jealous and it's not okay. 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 He can have, he can have Kim Kardashian all he wants. Well, anybody can really. Oh, (laughs) as long as they're rich enough. He can have Ariana all he wants. Okay. No, she's special. I don't care. I don't care about her. But Kate Beckinsale, Jessica, Kate Beckinsale. No. Underworld. Total recall. She is honestly really sweet. Yeah. Click. Mm -mm. I don't think so. I'm punch him. Punch him. In his face. In his face. Yeah. And I'm going to kick him in the penis. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to kick him in the penis while he's holding his face that I just punched. You're going to punch him and then kick him? Yeah. I'm going to punch him in the face and then I'm going to kick his penis. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, I'm not going to lie as much as I like him and I think he, uh, is probably a great person and I've enjoyed most of his roles. Okay. I would really want to punch that guy who plays Thor. Oh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Mostly for the role he played in the lady version of the Ghostbusters. I didn't watch it. So neither did I, but I saw a little clip. Okay. He's the, um, you know, the librarian, not the librarian, but like the secretary in Ghostbusters, who's like super hot for the uh-huh. really scientific Ghostbuster. Yeah. He takes over that role. 
Oh. And instead of being like really attracted to intelligence, he's just stupid and hot and is attracted to everybody. Ah. Uh-huh. And that's his entire purpose. Yeah, I'd punch him. I'd punch him. You know why? You know why? Why I'd punch him too? Why? Because do you remember that movie Cabin in the Woods? Yeah. Do you remember he was in it? Yeah. And you remember had the he had the stupidest fucking death. Um, he rode on a dirt bike. Uh huh. Off of a cliff. Uh huh. Into a an energy wall. Yep. That burned him alive. It burned him alive, and then he fell. Yeah. Down to his death. Mm-hmm. He died twice. Yes. Burned, fell, dead. Mm-hmm. And then I think the motorcycle exploded. Probably. Yeah. I liked that movie a lot. I actually didn't mind his role in it at all. Stupid. He was so, I'm going to punch him for that role. I wouldn't punch him for that. I would punch him for the role in the lady version of the Ghostbusters. Would you punch him for fucking Thor the Dark World? I didn't see that. A lot of people want to punch him for that. Do you want to punch him for allowing Marvel to dye his hair blonde and dye his eyebrows blonde too? No, I don't care about that. Dumb. But like low key. Yeah. I'd have some fun with the version of him that wore that like fake fat belly. Oh, uh, what did they call that beer, beer belly Thor? The beer, the beer gut? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd have some fun with that. Dad bod Thor? Mm. Yeah? Yeah. You'd go to town? Yep. Interesting. I'd take care of business, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, that's enough. <laughs> we can move on now. <laughs> wow. All right, uh, well, Jessica, let's hear about your, your date stories. So, um, dates. Yeah. My instinct was very much the same as yours. Yeah, bad. I want to look at bad dates. Uh-huh. Good dates are, you know, good for you, but boring for us. So I decided to go to the worst of the worst. What could be worse than a date who wants to kill you? Uh, a date that's vegan. Mm, no, they no? don't want to kill you. They think you can authentically survive on plants. Oh. That's indirect killing. I mean, directly <laughs> killing. Directly killing? Yes. So like dating a murderer? Yeah. Like marrying an axe murderer? What if, no, no, not quite. No, no, hold on. These are just dates. Oh, it's just a date. Yes. No, we already did an episode on disaster weddings. This is about dates. Oh. Imagine you went on a date with a serial killer. <gasps> you went serial killer? Of course I went serial you killer. You fucker. You always get mad at me for going serial killer. No, the only reason I did it is because I knew you were going to. And I didn't want to get outshined. I didn't do that. You didn't because I texted you not to. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll open first with the least aggressive story that I found the least the least aggressive serial killer yes 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 so it's a reddit story it's titled I think I went on an okcupid date with a serial killer hearing the fact that she went on an okcupid date makes total sense tells me that probably yeah yeah this adds up yeah this was eight years ago okay this really adds up it really could have been (laughs) yeah and it reads as follows are you ready yes here we go so I went on my first date my first OkCupid date the other day, I've been pretty hesitant about meeting internet strangers. And then I found this guy's profile. He's super cute, really fun, great sense of humor. I messaged him and we seemed to hit it off pretty well. After day two, maybe day three of some chats, we exchanged numbers and we moved to texting. Okay. Eventually, I found out that he was the brother of a close friend I had in high school which really calmed me down. Neat. Great. Yeah. We've probably already met before. Right. And that's like a, like a low key, non-official background check. Right. Right. So we chatted for another week and, um, eventually we made plans to meet up. We decided to meet at a little pizza shop 
that I had suggested. He was a baker at the time of some fancy restaurant downtown. So almost as soon as we sat down, he mentioned how he never eats out because his palate is too refined. Mm. Yeah. That's a, that's a, you know, they say like a red flag. Uh-huh. That's a douche flag right that's there. That's a douche flag. That's a, that's a 26.2 sticker on the back of your car flag. This didn't stop. Mm. And he mentioned that nothing tastes good to him unless he makes it. He's making people. She goes on to say, fine. I thought that was a bit weird, but you know, we ordered our food. We ordered some beer. We struck up a conversation that wasn't too bad. However, for the next hour, he talked about the process of making bread, the ingredients of bread, how most restaurants in town use shitty ingredients for bread, including the one we were at at the time. Oh, they don't use that all natural yeast. (laughs) (laughs) He also discussed his apprenticeship and how it was very difficult and how eventually he was kicked out of his class because he surpassed his teacher in bread making. <laughs> he, he surpassed his bread teacher? Apparently. <laughs> yeah, he was dropped out of the class because he was better than his teacher. Uh-huh. That's what he said. So this was my first real sit-down date. I'd had other dates before, but they were very short, and none of them were very serious. I wasn't really sure how to gauge the situation. I was nervous. I wondered if maybe he was too. Maybe he was in the same boat I was. He's so nervous. He's talking about bread. Listening to all this bread talk, I thought maybe he was having as much trouble as I was, especially considering our text chat had been so much fun. Lots of jokes. Okay. I had hopes that maybe this date could still be salvaged. So at some point I decided to, you know, throw in a cheesy little joke. It's my thing. While on the date? While on the date. Okay. I was nervous, you know. And the joke goes as follows. You know, I'm really not that great. Not that nice. I killed an aunt once. And she was my mother's favorite sister, so. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, she goes on saying like, listen, it's it's really not that great of a joke. But it gets a laugh out of some people because of the timing and. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, he did laugh. As cheesy as a joke as it was, as goofy, he did laugh. And then he went on to say... (laughs) I killed a cat. (laughs) Oh, oh no. Immediately my mood turns. We just spend an hour talking about bread. I don't want to talk for an hour about how he ran over a cat. I'm pretty sure that's where this is going. Not excited. However, he proceeded to tell me how he had strangled it with his hands because the cat had belonged to his English teacher and then he stuffed its dead body into his English teacher's mailbox. And after that... He, quote, never had problems with that teacher again. Wow. Very strange. I was horrified, she says. (laughs) Well, no shit. (laughs) I don't understand how he thought this was a good story to tell a first date, let alone just like any normal person. What do you mean? What do you mean? (laughs) He's talking about killing a cat. She just confessed to killing her aunt. Well, well, that was a joke, though. Well, maybe he didn't pick that up, Jessica. (laughs) Apparently not. He thought, oh, like, so I'm not that bad because all I did was strangle a cat (laughs) and stuff it in a mailbox. (laughs) So she goes, this was a terrible, terrible story to tell anyone, let alone a first date. So he asked if I wanted to grab a drink after dinner. And I said, you know, sorry, you know, got to be somewhere like the fuck out of here right now as Mm -hmm. soon as I can. And I think I dodged the biggest bullet ever. I haven't seen him since then. Wow. Yeah. No shit did you dodge a bullet. What the (laughs) 
fuck? What the fuck was that? What the fuck? <laughs> God. Yikes. And that's the warm up, folks. Well, that one, oh, that one barely had death in it. It barely did. Barely death. There was no human death in that one. No. Just a cat one. Just one cat. Yeah, just one cat. <clears throat> in an ant. Right. I mean, hypothetically. Hypothetically. Jokingly. Maybe joking. Maybe he didn't pick that up, though, like we said. Maybe he didn't get it. Mm-hmm. She was probably joking, though. Otherwise, she would also be on the serial killer suspect list. Probably. So <clears throat> this lady says, I had a date with a serial killer. Let's see if her story is a little better founded than the last. She says, we met in autumn in 1990 at the closing night of the Classical Joint. It was a cafe in Vancouver. Called the Classical Joint? It was called the Classical Joint. Nice. Yeah. That's, a, that's a pretty good name, actually. Mm-hmm. I was an aspiring freelance journalist at the time. I was there for the very first time, and I was hoping that a story about the cafe might inspire an editor to buy my very first article. Okay. And then I saw him. He was circling the room, taking photos with an expensive camera. He was a short guy, ginger hair, clearly well-known because everyone greeted him by name. <clears throat> he was also very obviously not well-liked. Ah. Although they greeted him by name, they immediately turned their heads and began to make small talk with anyone they could see. Okay. Okay. At that time, professional cameras were something you just rarely saw outside of major cities, and I was in a pretty small one. I knew that decent quality pictures would make my prospective article more attractive to editors, so I waved him over, and he sat down at my table. I introduced myself very politely. I was a freelancer who was interested in his photographs of the cafe. He was very flattered by what I said, and he mentioned that he was a farmer. He had photos published before in local newsletters. We arranged to meet a couple of days later after the pictures were developed, the ones that he took that day. He also told me that he had boxes and boxes of photographs at his place in the country, and I might be interested in looking through them. He said, uh. we could make a really great team. So I asked him for his number, because I really didn't want him to ask for mine. And I wrote it down in my notebook, along with his name, which was Willie. Willie? Willie. Now, the minute he walked away from me, two men came over to my table. One was an older gentleman, and he said, Willie's not taking you home, is he? Oh. I said he wasn't. And he nodded quietly, and he said, that's good, because uh, not everyone is nice. What? The other younger man warned me that Willie's car had no handle on the inside of the passenger door. Oh. He had removed it himself. Oh. He said, sometimes horror stories are real and we need to protect ourselves from monsters. I thought that was weird, but I didn't ask any questions. I decided that I would take my own precautions and I would go ahead and meet Willie anyway. Sure. Yeah. The concept of danger was very theoretical to me at the time. I had never personally faced it. So I thought if anything untoward happened, I would just say, no. And then right. my logic told me that that would be the end of it. That's it. So we met at a cafe a few days later. Okay. It was about 2 p.m. He was dressed very nicely. It was very obvious to me by his dress and his demeanor at the time that he was under the impression this was a date. Then I noticed the smell. Okay. It wasn't the smell of a farm. When I described it later to the police. Oh. I said that it smelled as though metal could rot. That was the best way I could describe it. Is that like a, like a chloroform type Probably of thing? Probably blood. Blood. Okay. Like working at a slaughterhouse. 
That's what my imagination told me. So he showed me the photographs. There were maybe 20 of them. Every single one, while well taken, was focused on one or more women. Okay. Whatever. I picked two of them. Later, I gave these photographs to the police. And one of the pictures, they never returned to me. And I wonder to this day if one of his victims was in that photograph. Ah. It turned out Willie wanted to discuss more stories on which we could collaborate, but he insisted over and over again that we do so at his place in the country. We could have a barbecue, he said. It's private. He was very persistent. Yeah. He just wants to hang out and have a good good barbecue. Right. She's being a total stuck-up whore, right? (laughs) (laughs) Now, at this point, I figured it was time to go. And I had pre-planned a friend to give me a call at about 4 p.m. to give me an excuse to leave. Okay. So she and I went to a diner where we talked about, you know, the very creepy farmer I had just had an interaction with. We honestly thought it was funny. We started to laugh it off. Then she said, oh my God, don't look up. But Willie's outside and he's circling the building. Oh God. We stopped laughing. So we paid the bill. We waited for a few minutes in our booth, and when he turned the corner again, we sprinted for the bus. Jesus Christ. We went miles out of our way, caught two other buses in order to lose him, not even sure if he was following at this point. At some point on our bus trips, we just started laughing again. (laughs) This is just, I guess, what girls do to get away from the creeps, right? Shoot that bastard. What the (laughs) hell? Right. 14 years after that. I'm watching the news with my dad, and a man appears on the screen. It was Willie. Hey, I know him, I said, just as the news anchor announced that he'd been arrested on multiple counts of murder. Ah. At my father's insistence, I spoke to the police later, and I learned that Willie had had many women out to his place in the country, mostly paid women, and he'd invited them for a barbecue. That sounds familiar. He then murdered them. Okay. Ground up their body parts and served them to unsuspecting friends. Ah. He's currently serving 25 years on six counts of second-degree murder. Footage was recently aired in which he admitted he killed as many as 49 women. Jesus. To be honest, I don't think about Willie very much. It's been a while. But I do think about his victims and about those two men at the classical joint, the cafe where I met him originally. If they hadn't warned me, I might have gone to his farm just to be polite. Maybe even to pursue a story, because I was so desperate to get noticed by local editors. Virtually all of the women Willie had killed were working in the sex trade, a position that requires workers to enter the cars of strange men without asking pretty much any questions. So not only did I have the ability to say no, but I was also warned twice, and I'm very thankful for that. Wow. What's his real name? His whole name? His name was Robert Picton. Robert Picton? He was also a pig farmer at the time. One of the most prolific serial killers in Canadian history. Wow. A so I just very, looked up some pictures. Very close encounter. A little, a little creepy looking. A super creepy looking. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. Yeah. Fuck. She got, she lucked the fuck out there. Mm hmm. Jeez. Very lucky. God. That's just my second story. We've got a third. I believe you said that the third one was uh, something a little different. A little different. A little the same. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My third story is about a man named Rodney Alcala. Okay. He's also known as Rodrigo Alcala. He was an American serial killer whose good looks and high IQ 
helped him to lure victims. Mm. His 1978 appearance on the television show The Dating Game resulted in his nickname The Dating Game Killer. Ah. Yes. So he was featured on The Dating Game? He was on it. He was on it. He was bachelor number two, I believe. Oh. Mm-hmm. September 1978, he appeared, oh, I'm sorry, forgive me, as bachelor number one. Oh, he was bachelor number he one. He was bachelor number one on The Dating Game. Okay. So and, we're like, there's like a sheet in between and yeah. the so girl has to pick, the girl ask questions. Yeah, she can't see three men. It's They're love is blind, men. but yes, you know, yes, yes. old yeah. people version. Basically. Okay. So at the time, The Dating Game, the TV show, they didn't do background checks. Right. So they had no idea he was a convicted child molester. Oh. And uh, he was introduced as, quote, a successful photographer who got his start when his father found him in the dark room at the age of 13, fully developed. That sounds wrong. It sounds gross. Why did that whole sentence just sound wrong? It sounded gross. Yeah. Because they thought it was like funny, cheeky, like sexual innuendo. And it was just like, you know, weird and pedo sounding. Yeah. So when he was asked by Cheryl Bradshaw, his prospective date, the bachelorette of the night, to describe what kind of meal he would be, he answered, quote, I'm called the banana. I look really good. Peel me. Oh. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah. It turned out that his use of charm and innuendo won him a date with the bachelorette. Okay. So he came out the victor at the end of the show. He won. However, when they met face to face, she pretty quickly canceled the date. Ah. Saying that he was, quote, acting really creepy, and she opted not to go out with him. A good call. (laughs) Apparently. I mean, knowing that he's the the dating show killer. Right. Or dating game killer. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, what, what was it? Did he have, like, obscene nose hairs? Um, that is honestly the furthest her description of her meeting him Okay, went. She, she just, just did not care to see him. Got some him. bad vibes. She met him very briefly and did not care to see him anymore after that and was very clear about it. So good for her. Right. Um, very good for her. Because in, 19, in 1968, he had attacked an eight-year-old girl named Tally Shapiro. Oh, Yes. He had raped her and beat her oh with, my a, God. With, a, with a crowbar. And because Tally Shapiro's parents were averse to having her give testimony in court and be involved in a court proceeding, they had moved from America back to Mexico, which I think is where they had originally come from. And they didn't want her to be involved in anything. So they, because of their choice, they weren't able to prove that he'd been involved in like the worst parts Okay. of his attack of her. He was arrested, um, but he had fled. In 1971, he was included in the FBI's most wanted list. Oh, that's neat. Yes. He had become the counselor of an arts camp for girls. How? What do you mean, how? How? How was this man getting these gigs? <laughs> I don't understand what you mean. This was in New Hampshire. He was using the name John Berger. It was okay. an alias, obviously. Sure. Um, it was soon after that that girls in the camp saw a drawing that really looked like his face in the FBI's most wanted list and they reported that to the dean of the camp who obviously reported I'll call it to the police he was arrested soon after that for the attack of Tally Shapiro who was eight years old okay um however like I said just to be more thorough he was able to plead to the lesser charge of child molestation not to beating her apparently Uh, And he served only 34 months and was free again. Wow. Yeah. 
And then he went on to be in the dating game? Even more so. He was a registered sex offender at the time, and he managed to land a job with the Los Angeles Times. Oh my god. Doing what? In an effort to help them cover the stories about, ironically, the Hillside Strangler killings. Oh my god! I talked about them! Yeah. The Hillside Stranglers? Yes. He was one of the reporters? He was. Oh my god. Yeah. He was even questioned by the police because he was involved in, like, the reporting of the story. And because of his criminal record, because of this little girl that he had assaulted, um, they questioned him as a suspect of these killings. And of course they were wrong. He had nothing to do with those killings. Yeah, not those. But he was definitely a serial killer, and they had no idea. Oh my god. Yeah. So obviously he was cleared. Definitely yeah. not the Hillside Strangler. That was someone else. He must be so fucking genius, dude. <laughs> like, how is he convincing all these people? Right. Um, it turned out that because he was a, a tall, good-looking guy, according to the 70s, I don't personally agree. But then again, he, he so he kind of has a face. It's very, like, angular and very much like Steven Tyler okay. looking. You know, like, he's got a lot of sharp bones, and he's a little sallow, kind of like um, the Night Stalker. What's his okay. name? Okay, uh, Richard Ramirez. Richard Ramirez. A lot like that, but white. Uh, I mean, I guess white looking because apparently his family also came from Mexico. So tall, good looking guy. He often told women that he was a fashion photographer and he just wanted to take photos of them for a contest. He would flatter them. His intelligence and his charm could make him very persuasive. Right. Sounds like he used a lot of the same techniques that Bundy used. Yes. He'd been arrested in 1979 and he later told People Magazine, um, I'm sorry, a woman who was scheduled to have a date with him, but missed that date because of his arrest, told People Magazine, he was so easy to trust, he had a way of talking to people that really put them at ease. In the 1970s, he had killed Cornelia Crilly, who was 23, Ellen Hover, who was also 23, both residents of New York. He'd raped and strangled one with her own stockings in her apartment in June oh, 1971. That was Crilly. Hover had disappeared in July on July 15, 1977, leaving behind a calendar that stated she was meeting someone by the name of John Berger, which was his alias. Her remains were discovered in New York's Westchester County in 1978. Alpaca, Alpaca, <laughs> Alcala, <laughs> Alcala pleaded guilty to those murders in 2012. Oh, not that long ago. No. So he didn't get caught for that long? Mm-mm. Took a very long time. Shit. So, the, I'm sorry, that, that went on. In 1979, though, he had murdered a 12-year-old by the name of Robin Samso in Huntington Beach in California um, and was convicted of those charges in 1980. So they, these were two cases ongoing at the same time. Okay. So four years after that, after 1980, this convi conviction was overturned because there was something, I guess the jury was improperly told about his criminal record, which the attorneys had agreed wasn't gonna happen. So it became like a mistrial. They had to redo everything. So they did like in 1986, so six years later, and that resulted in a second guilty verdict. But in 2001, this was also overturned because of another technicality. So this was a very long process. Mm -hmm. And only until recently, um, a trial that took place in 2010 because of the advances in science um, and the world of DNA, crime uh -huh. scene analysis, there was evidence that he'd been involved in many more crimes, 
So he was charged with the killing of Samso, the 12 year old. He also faced charges for assaulting and strangling four other women in ni- the 1970s because of this like advance in technology, they were actually able to connect him to Jesus. these. Okay. All of this came to light and he was sentenced to death on, uh, in March in 2010. Okay. So he's sitting on death row. He was never actually put to death. Right. He died of natural causes at oh, like the what? age. Yeah. In California, in prison at the age of, I'm sorry, they had it up here at the top. Whatever, in his late 70s. Oh, he was already pretty old. He was pretty old, yeah. Because it took a long fucking time for them to connect him to all this stuff and for him to actually admit anything. Fun fact, he also went to school with Roman Polanski. I don't know who that is. You don't? No. So he's a director. I'm pretty sure he still is currently. I don't know how active he is as a director. The name sounds familiar. Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski was the director, director or writer? Pretty sure he was the director of Rosemary's Baby. Never saw it. It's a good movie. Roman Polanski was also the husband of Sharon Tate. <gasps> who was, oh, the, 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 the. Who was the, pregnant with his child and, and murdered, murdered by Charles Manson, yeah. Well, technically not Charles Manson. I'm sorry, Charles Manson's followers. The Manson family, I guess. Yes. That's it. Fuck. That's insane. <laughs> how the fuck, how he, the fuck do you, do you do that terrible shit and then go on to work for a fucking summer camp for girls and then go on to being a, a contestant in, I'm assuming, like a famous game show. Yeah. He died last year. Last year? Yeah. He got the Rona? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. It said natural causes, 2021. Wow. Late 70s. So like 77, 78. Wow. It's a little bullshit. Yeah. Crazy stuff, huh? Yeah. He should have been strangled. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I think the punishment should fit the crime. Oh, I found it officially. So he actually attended California State University and transferred to UCLA. I don't know. It was a long time ago. So who knows how many there actually were at that time. Maybe there was just one. Uh, He graduated with a fine arts degree in 1968. And after fleeing California that year, Alcala used his John Berger alias to enroll in New York University. And he took a class with Roman Polanski. Wow. Makes sense. He had a fine arts degree. That's why he went on to be to be a fucking serial killer. He got that degree thinking, oh, I'm going to be an artist and life's going to be good. And then he realized, wow, my degree, mean, my degree means absolutely nothing. Very, very interesting. I'm glad I've never knowingly went on a date with a serial killer. You could have, though. I, I, I could have. That's why I said not knowingly yet. Right. Um, I did go on a date with this one girl once. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, it was okay. I knew pretty early on, like, oh, this isn't, this isn't for me. Okay. You know? And I, I thought she got the same vibe because, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it ended. We had some tacos and then I went home. It was a whatever time. Yeah. Uh, but then she was texting me a lot because apparently she was being evicted from her house and her and her baby had nowhere to go. Oh my God. And I was like, number one, you have a baby? <laughs> like, I would not have swiped right, girl, if you had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> number two. What the fuck? I'm not going to let you live with me. Did she ask to live with you? Yes. Is that when you were here? Yes. Oh my God. She asked if she could crash on our couch and I told her no. And she said, okay, well, can I at least park my car in your driveway? And I said, no. Oh my God. I was like, no, absolutely not. And then she kept going. So I just felt like, hey, I'm going to block you. I'm sorry. Like, good luck. And I I blocked her. Whoa. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Wanted to live with us. Wanted to join our little family. You didn't want to, you didn't want to be a a daddy? No, she was going to bring her little baby boy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you weren't ready to be a daddy no no okay. no no daddyhood for me at the time 
Well, all right. Let's. Uh, how about you spin the wheel? I will spin the, the wheel. <laughs> there that, we go. That one was harder for you. Well, I, I put a little more umph. Mm-hmm. For you also, lack of you a had to. Word. You've shifted as we've been talking, so you had to reach a little farther. I did. I noticed. I really only got like the tip of like my middle finger in there. You know. Mm-hmm. Danny's favorite. Ew. Uh... <laughs> okay, Jessica. Scariest way to die. What is it? Um, by getting eaten. Oh, or shit. drowning in the deep ocean with no way to get to the surface. Like, like you were like. You jumped overboard and you had like cinder blocks tied to you. And so you're just sinking. Yeah. Nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Is it fresh water or salt water that it salt. takes that it takes longer to drown in? Oh, I guess I don't know. I don't know that scientifically. For some reason, I feel like it would be salt. It's one of them. I think longer? I think it was like fresh water. You, you drown in like or you can drown in like two minutes or something. But like with salt water, it can take as long as like six or seven minutes. Which seems like an obscene amount of time to be drowning. That sounds way worse. <laughs> <laughs> like that sounds horrible. I mean, it's also it, what it, that that means. Also, is that you have much more time before you're actually dead. Yeah, that's what I'm which saying. Which makes that's it horrible. sound more hopeful. And yet, still, the deep ocean scares me so bad that like there's a game called Subnautica. You yeah. watched me play it a uh-huh. little bit when I was playing it. Um, it's one of my favorite games ever. It was a lot of fun. The first one and um, very scary because. I didn't realize how gross the deep ocean, open ocean made me feel until I played that game and like forced myself to look at pictures and stuff of like, like long sunken like ships and stuff in the middle of nowhere. So deep. There's like no light. Yeah. Hate it. Makes me feel queasy. Your, your son, Mm -hmm. the youngest. Yeah. He does not have the same fear as you. No. Because... I have sat next to him. He wanted me to sit next to him while he played Subnautica. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you guys said, you know, you'd put it on the little can't die mode. Creative mode. Yeah. So that he could just have fun. And he was just swimming down and he had no equipment. So it's just black. Yeah. And he's just going, going, going. We're like a couple hundred meters, thousand meters. We're at 5,000 meters. And he's just, it's black. And I was like, okay, Dean, you don't even have stuff. <laughs> And so I went to swim. It took me, I was like here. And I, so I took it and went to go up right into the surface to go get him some stuff so that he can, you know, swim faster and see where he's going. Cause it's stressing you out that he yeah. doesn't have anything. And and it took me like a solid, like six minutes to get to the surface. I was like, Dean, what the fuck? And he's just like, <laughs> Oh, look, look, the monsters. And I'm like, Oh my God, this kid is nuts. <laughs> he's just swimming down into the deep black. He went off the map then. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. God. Yeah. Not, it makes me feel physically queasy. I know it's fake or I know I'm looking at just a picture and it'll just gross me out. I hate it. That's the way I hope I that's never. That's the scariest I, way. I, I, that's the scariest way. I don't know about like the most painful or the most, most torturous or the nastiest. That's just the scariest one for me. Okay. For me, I think the scariest way to die would be in a situation where you know you're going to die. Okay. Right. So like you're. I don't know, in the middle of in the middle of the forest, right? You don't know how to survive. You're going to die You're in the middle of the desert or you're, you know, locked in some weirdo's farm basement, you know, like Willie, like Willie, you're locked in his farm basement or, or getting served as burgers to his friends. Yes. Okay. But like specifically when you know you're going to die, but also obviously being a human, you're going to try your best to live. Mm-hmm. So like when you're like lost in the, the snow, like you can eat snow 
right? So that'll give you water mm -hmm. so you can survive longer. That is terrifying. Or if you're like trapped in the weirdo creepy basement and he's just giving you water, you're gonna drink it. You're gonna drink the water, fucking thirsty. But you're not knowing that when you're drinking that water, you're making yourself live even longer to suffer. I Without mean, knowing when it's gonna end. Slowly, yeah, slowly starving to death. I see. Is terrifying. Caught, caught in that in that zone yeah. where your will to live is very strong, but you are completely at the mercy of someone who probably wants you to end up dead. Yeah, there is almost no hope for survival. Yeah. But you know, your body will forcibly try to survive. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's disgusting and horrible. Terrible, awful. Scariest way to die. I don't wanna be in a, in a weirdo's basement when I die. I'm actually pretty sure I could get myself out of that. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he's really good. At like being a basement weirdo? Yeah. Maybe he is. Like maybe he puts you at the bottom of a well, you know, and lowers yeah. a bucket down to you. He tells you to put lotion on your skin? Yeah, you put lotion on. Yeah. And he gives you water so that you can drink your water. Okay. But you only eat like a peanut a day. I mean, that's not enough though. You'd no. die pretty quick. You wouldn't die pretty quick. Yeah, you would. No. Yeah. You could have water, but you still need like a certain amount of sustenance. You'd last maybe a week and a half. Maybe. You can last longer than that. I don't think so. Yeah. No, without proper food? I really don't think so. Well, we'll have to Google it, Jessica. How long survive food? No. <laughs> that doesn't, that's not a sensical sentence. How long survive food? How long survive food? No. <laughs> I told you, I think in shorthand. <laughs> well, it doesn't pay off for you. It doesn't. You are very confused by your notes the next day. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh, fun fact. I, I wrote the standards I wanted to talk to you about it. We were talking about how like that creepy uh, circular strangler man. Yeah. Like there weren't background checks for them to do stuff. Yeah. You know what is re is uh, pretty soon going to be having the option for background checks? What? And eventually not an option anymore. You have to have a background check to make a Tinder account. A Tinder? You have to have a Are background. Are there that many fucking weirdos on Tinder? They're going to they, do it. They They're going to make it that? so that, well, it's going to be one of those things where like you can just show that you're verified, that there was a verified background check on you. And Tinder says that you're not a you know felon or a murderer or whatever. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so very much for listening this long. Mm -hmm. If you liked what you listened to, please visit threeshotsin.com. Jacob has designed a beautiful it's website immaculate. there. Immaculate, yes. All of our social media accounts are tied to that, including our Patreon for monthly subscription. And we do have much to offer you on that subscription. So check that out. Um, we also have a PayPal one-time donation if monthly payments are not your thing. It is very helpful for you just to listen consistently as we put our episodes out. That is such a big help. And as we are figuring out advertising, it is also extremely helpful for you to recommend this podcast to yeah. friends of yours yeah. and stuff. It is, it is free to like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast on all of your socials. Yes. Please talk us up to your friends and stuff. In-laws grandmothers your cousins grandmothers and grandfathers all of those well you know what i'm sure because we are obviously on the verge of coming to magnificent fame and stardom yes obviously we are um and when we do we'll have lots of awesome super cool merchandise you yeah. know nondescript at the moment but you'll see it soon yeah. And I'm sure you'll want to buy it. And then you can, that will assist you in advertising us to your friends and family. In the meantime, word of mouth is what we're depending on. So please help us out that way. If you really love us, recommend us to anyone you think will enjoy. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks. This, we this love you. This has been Three Shots In, episode 10, Dates. Dates. See you next week. 
See you later, Should we alligator. Should what the topic is next week? No, fuck them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, do we even know what the topic is next week? Oh, wait, we have that little thing. Nah. Okay. Nah, fuck them. All right. Thank you.